Welcome to Fallout Off the Record, episode 57. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight, as always, is Shaleen. Hello! So thank you all for joining us this evening. We already have an active chat room. Thank you uh, for joining us tonight. Glad to see you guys there. So let's go ahead and get started with our introductions before we get into the meat of the show. Tonight we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. If you're looking for earbuds or headphones and you would like green ones or red ones or a certain color or even like ones that sound better than others, or if you're just looking for something to jog with, head to TweakedAudio.com for all your headphone or earbud needs. And then when you find your perfect pair, enter our code, which is off the record, which is all one word, at checkout to receive 30% off and free shipping worldwide. So head to Tweaked Audio for your earbud needs and enter our code off the record at checkout for to receive 30% off and free shipping worldwide. Also, we are sponsored by Audible.com, your number one source for audiobooks. You use our link, audibletrial.com slash Network. And when you sign up for the free 30-day trial, you'll receive a free audiobook of your choosing. And tonight, Shalene recommends... The Shining by Stephen King. Real good. Awesome. So you can get that free audiobook when you sign up for their free 30-day trial by heading to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork. You can also become a patron of our show by heading to patreon.com slash questgamingnetwork and signing up for one of our rewards there. You can also use the Amazon link found on our website. And before you click that link and do your shopping, please remember to clear your cookies. Also, non-financially, share us on your social media. Send us emails, like, subscribe, and retweet. And also tell your friends about us. So that's all the ways you can support our show this fine evening and every other day. On tonight's show, we've got some news. We have some gameplay. I actually had some chances to sit down as well as Shinlin and play some Fallout 4. We also have a recap of last week's challenge and an issuance of issuance. Is that a, is that a word? I don't know. We also have a new challenge for you guys. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And also coming up, we have our interview with Fallout and Elder Scrolls voice actor Jan Johns. So you can look forward to that coming up around 7.30 this evening. So, without further delay, let's go ahead and get into our news. If you like news, you're gonna and since I can never hear the prompts, just take it away. <laughs> you timed it so good, Rick. I don't know how you nailed it every time when you can't hear the bumper. So <laughs> We've done this so long, I just kind of, I guess it's just ingrained in me now. You have that sense of timing down. <laughs> I do. Well, not much happened in the world of Fallout this week, but we do have a few, a few mentions for you. Um, last week, I was asking everybody, please, you know, if you know who Red Eye is, let me know. And then, um, just in time to make me feel stupid before the podcast came out, Bethesda dropped a news post revealing the identi- identity of Red Eye. Um, it's Andrew W.K. <laughs> so, Party hard. A page-long interview on Bethesda.net. That is a pretty fun read. He seems like a very cool guy, and uh, he seems very honored to be a part of the Fallout franchise. And he's not a gamer himself, but he does seem to understand the importance and the significance of the Fallout world. So, Shalene, can you turn up your microphone, please? I did. Did that help at all? I don't know. The chat room will let us know. Let us know, chat, chatty folks. Someone says thank you, so I'm assuming... 
that it helped. I tried to do it all low key, like not not calling it out, but <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. So, at least you're not you're not screaming at us. Right. Um, our next item is that Bethesda, uh, of course, they have been receiving a lot of hate over the fact that Farming Simulator 17 will be getting mod support on PS4, while Fallout 4 and the upcoming Skyrim remaster will not be receiving those mods. And the International Business Times collected some tweets in which Pete Hines explains this. I'm not going to read out all of those tweets, but the gist is that he's saying it's not a comparable situation. The size and scope of the games, and what is considered a mod for each of the different games, is uh, very different, and uh, it's really not comparable. I think I personally would like a little bit more, um, a little bit more clarification here. Are the farming simulator people putting all the mods through Sony's certification and approval process? And is that something Bethesda wasn't willing to do? Or are the farming simulator guys, um, <laughs> will they not let mod creators have continued access to update their mods? Like, I don't know what's going on here. But I think it would be better for everybody's image if both of these companies would, would be straight up about it. Um, I, I, I want to say two things, actually. The, uh, you could turn your mic up a little bit, a little bit more because there's a few more uh, things in the chat room. And also, Random Point says in the chat room, how is that? They're almost the same game talking about <laughs> Fallout <laughs> and Farming Simulator. I don't understand why Bethesda is getting... Um, a lot of hate for this. It doesn't make much sense um, because it's not their fault. Sony said no. Bethesda didn't, you know, renege on their thing. It. I don't. I don't. I don't quite understand why Bethesda gets hate. Mm-hmm. They really do, though, and uh, they get a lot of hate when they anything they post, you know, gets gets a bunch of mods for PS4 comments. Sure. Totally sure. unrelated. So. Uh, I mean, we, I mean, you and me certainly, certainly understand the concept of you can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a level of common sense where it's not Bethesda's fault. Excuse me. I, I would even venture far enough to say it's not really Sony's fault either. I, I would just say it's a relationship that was just maybe doomed from the start. Maybe the way that Sony's architecture is laid out or the way that they have to do mm-hmm. their, you know, their uh, uh, confirmation process or something. So uh, I would say for the for those of us that are listening to this podcast that are really upset about the PS4 mods, don't hate on either of them. You know, maybe inquire nicely as to why the situation yeah. changed and not be so mad I or really mean. Think, I really think they need to come uh, public with exactly what's what's the situation. And it sounds like Sony is the one that doesn't want to uh, to talk about it. But I, I think it would be better for the image of both of these companies if they would just be straightforward. So, anyway, that's uh, that's our mod update for the for the week. Our final news item is something a bit more lighthearted. A recent Fallout Shelter update adds iMessage sticker support for iOS 10. The stickers are plentiful and fun, and they are different images of Fallout than the ones that you see in Fallout Chat. So uh, now you have two different sources of Fallout trash to spam all your friends with, uh, which is what I've been doing, and uh, they're all real tired of it. <laughs> I haven't even gotten iOS 10 yet. Yeah, it's good. I like iOS 10. 
I think I'm going to get it just because you can GIF search in the text. And, well, as we all, if you follow me on Twitter, I love my GIFs. Mm -hmm. That is pretty pretty handy to have the GIF search right there. Except I realized the other day they don't have many good Austin Powers GIFs. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. I mean, there's a few of them, but not not really nothing to write home about. Well, you should get on that. I think you should uh, bring them to the world. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) So. Yeah. Anyway, is that all that's in the news this week? That's it. That's it for the news this week. That is a light news segment. I imagine it's probably going to get even lighter now that all the DLC is done and everything like that. I think it won't be too long before we're skipping over uh, over the news because there is none. So we do olds. Um, (laughs) Has Bethesda said that they are going to continue to update Fallout? Are they still? I don't believe there's been an official statement either way. I would assume that they will probably do another, at least one more stability and and, uh, bug fixing patch. I would think that they're usually, uh, usually when games release a game of the year edition, you see a uh, sort of another patch that sort of does some optimizations. So I would expect to see that when, uh, when the Fallout 4 Complete Edition starts starts to come out. I'm sure that, oh, that hasn't been announced. So, But I'm sure they're going to make one. I, I know that uh, in the past they have come out and said, like with Skyrim, they said they were going to stop updating Skyrim and, and the whole world uh, cried, I mm-hmm. believe. So, all right. Well, that is our news. We're going to go next to our week in game... There you go. And this week, <laughs> I actually got to play a little bit. So I have a raider character whose name is Mac, because to me that sounds uh, raidery. And uh, I-, I had played him for about four hours and deleted every single save back into Vault 11, because I just didn't like the way it was working out. And he's not very charismatic or smart, so he can't really hack terminals above novice, and he can't really ha- pick any locks above novice. Um, I've been focusing all of his, you know, perk points on commando explosives and melee and obviously the gun perk and stuff to upgrade it so basically i'm trying to give him a bunch of damage you know right up front just really tough strong i you know i've been giving him shoot from the hip perks and Mm -hmm. um i can't remember what they're called so sorry the shoot from the hip and also bash so he bashes harder with guns and it's kind of changed gameplay a little bit for me it's it's more aggressive which has led to another problem i need to make the difficulty survival (laughs) Because I'm very strong already. If I'm yeah. anywhere that's outside of the common or outside of Boston, I just rip everyone apart. So I also was going to make him like uh, shotguns and melee, but then I watched Saving Private Ryan, and I was like, oh, I could make like a World War II type thing. You make him like you know like combat knife, frag grenades, frag mines, <laughs> and World War II type weapons. So. Um, I'm slowly transitioning into that because I don't really have enough 45 caliber ammo for the uh, submachine gun. But I have a submachine gun that I've been using. I've also been using the 10 millimeter pistol as a fully automatic weapon and a .38 caliber fully automatic pipe pistol. Well, rifle now. So I've been kind of going back and forth between those three. And even with the second level of the scavenger, I think, perk, where you find more ammo in canisters, I'm running out of ammo. Uh, I'm running out of ammo like crazy. Uh, side note, in the chat room, Vendertron says, I just picture Rick in his jammies crying at the end of the movie. That is one of the few movies I have cried at. Mm-hmm. So, 
anyway. I'm with you, buddy. Uh, I'm with you. I'm just like, earn this day. Just yeah, <laughs> the tears. It, it took me years to figure out what he was saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> VHS, closed captioning sucked back then. Um, I, uh, I, uh, that movie I cried at, and I think Armageddon I actually cried at. <laughs> Don't go, Bruce. Don't go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so back to Fallout. I am. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm switching over to use a Tommy gun. I'm going to make the combat rifle kind of like the B.A.R. Um, for those of you that know what that weapon is. And um, maybe the combat shotgun. I don't know if I'm going to use that or not, but I'm definitely going to use like frag grenades and, and the combat knife and stuff like that. Combat so that means I have to get picked. So blade. fun in Fallout 4. So fun. The shotgun? I highly recommend. Yeah, it does look like a shotgun that would be from that era, so I think I'm going to use it. Along with hip fire, I think it's going to be, like, awesome just to not even aim. Just, like, boom, 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 and just blow everything away. Mm-hmm. Um, which, as a side note, uh, dual-wielding shotguns in Castle Wolfenstein, the new order, so much fun. So bloody. That sounds fun. So, like I said, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a raider build for nuka world eventually but the problem is in the commonwealth there isn't a lot of raiding to be done unless you want to break the game i.e kill everyone and then you've got no one to buy anything from Mm -hmm. so i find it really difficult playing a bad guy in this version because you're kind of forced into being a bad guy but still doing things for people Mm -hmm. or else you're not going to ever get any quests right like and that that's frustrating to me because like New Vegas, you could be an a-hole and still do quests <laughs> and this one you can't be. So I'm trying to play. I'm trying to like maybe he's like a smart raider and he's biding his time to build his army. And whenever Nuka, when is Nuka World's level uh, unlock? 30, because I think. 30? Ugh, I got a ways to go. So once that happens, I'll be able to do a lot more raidery things and then I think it'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do that. And also I haven't been building anything. So I've just been stockpiling materials away in sanctuary and in, in the hopes of capturing it for the Raiders and, uh, killing everyone there at that point or doing something. I don't know what all you're allowed to do in the Commonwealth as a Raider. So we'll see. I've also been avoiding the combat zone just in case you might actually be able to befriend anyone there. After you visit Nuka World and come back. However, I doubt it because it's Bethesda. Um, so, yeah. And like I said, I'm also switching to survival, even though it has that weird you can't fast travel thing, mm-hmm. which which does kind of suck. But at the same time, the game is so freaking easy at the moment. Um, I uh, might try hard because I don't have a lot of time to play. And besides, I have uh, I started playing Homefront Revolution and that game's actually kind of fun. So uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll do hard. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's been my gameplay this week. I Oh, um, I didn't exactly talk about what I did last night. So I started the game out and I finished up the uh, Saving Nick from the uh, the Mafia. I forget the, what they're uh, called. Triggerman. Trigger, Triggerman, right. And They have before, the good hats, the Triggerman. All the good hats. Yeah. And before uh, Malone was done finishing his montage about you the blah, I... I just opened up and killed everyone. I just popped a couple jet and some psycho and opened up and just murdered everyone. And uh, I, I listened to Nick get flummoxed about weight ratios of like, hey, he's not so heavy now, although the bullets, I guess, add weight. Like he goes into this whole debate. I, I kind of I don't know. It's fun. Um, so I do that. 
And then I decide to clear out Corvega. I think that's what I did. No, 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 no. I went traipsing around the uh, I went traipsing around Boston at the ripe young age of level 10, which is pretty, you know, pretty ballsy for anyone that's level 10 in downtown Boston, because it's not easy. A lot of the people that you come across are higher levels than you, and especially when you only have 38 caliber bullets um, and only the second level of commando. So your your automatics do 40 percent more. So they're just like one notch up from a pea shooter. And uh, I had to run away a lot. It was it was tough. Uh, by the way, when I was clearing out Corvega, I always hate that guy with a fat man because he's not afraid to use it like a shotgun. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I just kind of ran around Boston and and took out a bunch of raiders. Was clearing stuff out. Uh, found a couple things I'd never seen before. Like you could walk along this pathway uh, that I had never been on. There's really nothing up there, but it's just a couple uh, elevators and just some, you know runway or a highway overpasses and it was just kind of cool to walk around boston again without actually having a purpose went into old corner bookstore and and uh stole some stuff from there and kind of walked around but that was pretty much all i did went into good neighbor and killed the guy before hancock did which changed the dialogue a oh, bit really? this was interesting it does he the only thing that changes is uh he said you're something along the lines of like you're very assertive and I like that or like you take control. That's cool. Like you, yeah, like you stood up for yourself. Um, so that was pretty cool. And other than that, I'm just trying to level up as fast as I can. So it's pretty much what I've been doing. That's what about cool. you? I'm still playing Nuka World. I ran out of things to explore, so I finally had to go check out the story. And I did the uh, the Raider ending. Um, didn't feel great about that. Um, so I, I've kind of got some al- alternate universe saves, like parallel universe saves. I have, uh, you know, Raider Shaleen that's done all this stuff. And I, I have another save that's going to, uh, cleanse the Commonwealth of this, uh, of this Raider Scourge. Um, there are a lot of things that I did like about the Raider story. Um, it is kind of short. I do understand why people, uh, some people were unhappy with the DLC, with the story of the DLC. Um, I'm very happy with the DLC just in terms of, of exploration and stuff, but I, uh, I see it. You can set up gauntlet pit fights in Nuka World. You can, you can fight in the gauntlet and, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, everything okay there, Rick? having a problem okay i'm fine now okay audio troubles um <laughs> i was trying to do it without making clicks and clacks but I, I don't think it helped sorry that's okay but anyway i was i did a lot of uh achievement work you know um there are several of the uh, achievements that you have to do f- you have to do the raider thing for you know you cannot get these achievements if you do the good the good ending so i was doing some raider stuff and uh I was doing side missions for Mags and Mason, and they kept sending me off to fight other raiders. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's it's sort of uh, raider turf wars, you know. And then they send me, they're like, hey, you know, um, the pack has these new allies, and I want you to take them out. And it's synths? I'm like, okay. Um, okay. And then they send me to fight the railroad. And I thought, okay, so the uh, the operators are basically the evil railroad, so they want me to take out the normal railroad. Okay, 
I guess. Um, so I did it. I go to this church and I'm fighting the railroad. I'm still in the railroad, by the way. So mm-hmm. that was a little awkward. Um, as long as you leave no survivors, you should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fighting these railroad guys in this church with my little team of operators. And I hear somebody shouting, for Elder Maxson! And I'm like, great, okay, so I'm with these raiders, so now I'm going to be fighting these railroad heavies and the Brotherhood of Steel. That's fantastic. Um, and the last railroad guy is upstairs. He's hiding in a corner. I can't reach him with my bullets. So I shove past Gage, and I run up the stairs. I take out my pink baseball bat and start wailing away on this railroad guy. And I turn, and there's this Brotherhood of Steel Knight Sergeant. And he lowers his weapon, and he's like, Man, we sure showed them, huh, Paladin? Hmm. And I'm like, okay. Uh, Like triple-crossing everyone. Yeah. And I turn and look at Gage and my team of operators behind me, looking like comic book villains back there. And I'm like, this is so awkward, you know? And then at the same time, this night sergeant and one of the operators behind me does this surprise, like, wait, what was that? You know that all the NPCs do when you're sneaking? Yeah. And then they started shooting at each other, and they both started uh, started yelling for me to help them. <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It was so weird. And I that guy was by himself, the night sergeant. I don't know where he came from. There was no vertebrate. He wasn't wearing power armor. He was just in in the the upstairs area of the church. It was so weird. And uh, yeah, the uh, but it didn't take long for my operators to overcome him. So that was did that. Did you fire at him? It was very awkward. I didn't fire at him, and he never did turn red. He never did turn hostile to me. I was gonna say at those moments, you just kind of like slink away, <laughs> like put you on the, the blinders. <laughs> Yeah, you let the fray happen. Whoever comes out, you're like, yay, we win. I I was on your side all along. (laughs) Yep, pretty much. Every every time that happens, you're like, go, team. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, was, so I was working for uh, for the Raiders, and I went back to Red Rocket to grab some ballistic weave material to put some ballistic weave on my Nuka World jumpsuit. And uh, Preston Garvey was really mad at me. <laughs> Have you talked to Preston since becoming a raider? He was with me when I wiped them out, so... Okay. I, I kind of redeemed it, you know. Okay. And becoming a raider wasn't necessarily your choice. Um, but when you bring them into the Commonwealth, that totally different, is your choice. Different story. And it was some of the best acting we've had from Preston for the whole game really there was some real some real passion and feelings there but I was very disappointed because he he gives me this horrible this diatribe how he'll never trust me again and I thought we were friends and all of that meant nothing to you and uh, after all we worked for it how could you do this and uh, then he's like I'll continue to follow orders like a good minute man I'm like, no, Preston, you should turn on me. If the general is bringing raiders into the Commonwealth, you should take me out. What are you doing? 
You're the worst Minute Man. <laughs> You're an hour man. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. You're a, I don't know, just a terrible, terrible man. man. Terrible, terrible Preston Garvey. But that was basically um, my week. I just ran a lot of side quests for the Raiders, and uh, pretty soon I'm going to go back and do the the good ending. We'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, that's and the good it. ending you mean by clearing out Nuka World of Raiders? Yeah, yeah, that's the good the good person thing to do. Um, gotcha. Cleared out and um, cleared out and saved the the enslaved people. From slavery, you know, I, that was fun to do. The whole battle was really intense, but like, like every single major quest line in Fallout, at the end of it, everyone's just kind of like, "All right, let's go." Like, and like nothing ever happened. Nothing like, okay, just, mm-hmm. you want to barter? You want to barter? <laughs> yeah, it's just like. Come on, guys. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Cool. You want to do our challenge recap? I do. So what was last week's challenge? Go bowling in a bowler hat. Mm, did we have some submissions? Well, apparently it was not only a busy week for us, it was a busy week for everyone because we didn't have that many submissions. Fall is like that, I think. Yeah. This one was from Alexandra, and uh, she's here bowling. Um in a, uh, not a bowler hat, but we'll accept it anyway. She does awesome. look pretty snazzy in that tux. Yes, sir. And this was actually from last week's Take a Vacation Challenge. This one was from at L-I-M-I-S underscore 646. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I, I spelled it. He says, <laughs> R-I-P my vacation. Oh, I remember seeing that, yeah. Yeah, he's for our audio folks. He's being he's playing New Vegas and being just pursued by many Cazadors and a giant rad scorpion, which just spells death. Indeed. And this was from Gerfuffle. It's an image of his character and uh, one of his automatron robots behind him. And his comment was, uh, "Let me let me just bring it up so I can read it correctly." Buzzsaws and I have more important things to do, like improving academic performance. Winky emoji. I want to know what rifle that is. It looks like an EBR mod, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I thoroughly love the Pictini rails and, and all that stuff on it. it it's, it's amazing looking. It's the a, fact that it's got a floating barrel. Oh, it's so cool. Really good I like screenshot, his outfit. too. Yeah. Although his robot looks like it's asleep. Mm-hmm. I think he looks like he's looking down, gazing at him fondly. Like like Salad. Like a loving gaze. A loving gaze at his owner and, and creator. I, I don't I don't quite think it looks loving. I mean his mouth is hanging open like he's gonna like take a bite out of him. Rick, he's he's a skull with like a, a missing a lower mandible, Rick. That's that's true. A mandible? A jaw, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I don't the one. Think, I don't think humans have mandibles. <laughs> I think it, I think it's still called a mandible. Anyway, let's Whatever. just click back to uh, to our own lovely faces with our uh, two functioning mandibles. And <laughs> next week's Fallout Off the Record challenge 
um, this is a different idea. This is, um, <laughs> we want you <laughs> send us some fallout haikus, right? And send us fallout haikus. Um, I think it would be fun. So I hope some of you participate. Send us fallout some fallout haikus. haikus. Hashtag FOTR challenge. <laughs> and we'll read them next week. No new entries on the pit board this week. And uh, earlier today, I posted a status update on the Twitter. I'll post it on the Facebook, too. Uh, just showing the current scores that we've got. Do um, you have anything else there, Rick? Uh, just my nose is itching, and my grandmother used to say that's when you're going to have company. Okay. Well, we are about to have some company. I am going to see if we can bring Jan to the call very soon. Awesome. Okay, call her. Hopefully, I'll be able to hear well. That would be good. Maybe. Hello. Hello. I hear things. Hey, hello. Hi. Is this with or without video? Because I can. Uh, It's whatever you would like. We're all on video, but you don't have to be. I'm okay with video. Hold on. Make sure I have no boogers. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Thank you for including me in your awesomeness. I'm grateful for your time. I'm very excited. No, we are We are eternally grateful for your time as well. Uh, we always love having people on who are involved with the process of making the games we love. Uh, because kind of in turn, we are... Loving all of you who did it Aww. and helped make it. We love so, you that, that love what we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because you did you did a ton of voice acting for Bethesda, especially in the Fallout realm. And a lot of a lot of really niche, strange characters. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, Bitter Cup, for one. I love Bitter yeah. Cup. Um, oh really? Thanks. That's yeah. cool. Just and uh, um, Sierra Petrovita. Yeah. Another one. Petrovita, not Petrovita. <laughs> Did I? I'm. I thought I said Petrovita. You said Petrovita, but I think in Fallout Four I said Petrovita. Oh really? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and well. there are very, very smart fans who who picked that up and I was like, oh man, <laughs> but, um, but it was done so much on the fly. Like we didn't have time to like look back and you know, it was what 2008. Is that right? 2008. Really? Uh, you know, I guess, holy crap. I guess so. Yeah. It's been quite a while. I was six years old. It was a long time ago. But <laughs> That's crazy. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but I guess it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah it was well, let's, get started at the beginning and uh, how did you even get started in voiceover um you know it's always something i've i've always wanted to do and so i grew up somewhere where i grew up in an industrial park so like i lived in a car lot so no one <laughs> in the right mind would let their kids come visit so i just had i made up my own friends and listened to records and um, all sorts of stuff by myself and would try to mimic because it made family happy and yeah. that made me happy. 
you know, so, um, and I always sang, so it kind of worked together. Um, so I think not having friends really lent a hand into it, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, um, it does, because I did the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you understand. I totally understand. Okay. Uh, yeah, Yogi Bear impressions when I was a kid were my jam. So. <laughs> Your jam. That's cool. What did I love? I loved, um, I'm not good at impressions, unless I'm singing. If I'm singing, I can <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. But, um, oh gosh, I used to love, um, it was old, old cartoons that they did reruns of. What was it? Um, Jabberjaw. Oh. <laughs> and Space Ghost. Jabberjaw and the Neptunes, yeah. Yes! <laughs> I, I know all that stuff. I, I, that's, that's what I grew up on as well, yeah. And the Space Ghost was great. Unfortunately, the guy who voiced Brack. And I forget the, uh... Uh, Praying Mantis's name, but the voice actor for that, those two ju- uh, just passed away. So, so they ran like a whole Space Ghost thing. I forget where, but oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it used to be on USA. Do you remember that? That's when Space Ghost. Really? Wasn't it on USA when I was a kid? Like a, mil- a million years ago, it was on. Like at least Jabberjaw was, and I thought Space Ghost was too. It might have been. I just remember it being on Boomerang for me. Ah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. When they do what? I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So Boomerang was the rerun thing. But it was all the Hanna-Barbera stuff, the easy, the stuff that was kind of easy to mimic. So I, I totally get trying to create your own characters in your head. and uh, Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, But how did that lead into Bethesda and, and stuff? Oh, how did I end up? Wes Johnson. You know Wes, right? No. You know Wes? Oh, my gosh. You guys have to interview Wes. Well, we would love to. <laughs> Amazing. Um, voice actor, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, Fallout 3, Fallout 4. Uh, he's he's incredible. Also, he handles the voice for the, the Caps, the uh, DC hockey team. Where are you guys located? Uh, I'm in I, New Mexico. You're in Mexico? Pennsylvania. New Mexico and Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Oh, where, wait, where in Pennsylvania? Uh, York, actually. Oh, that's right. That's cool. My husband's from Hanover. Oh, <laughs> cool, cool. That's cool. Small world. It's small world. It's a, um, Hanover is actually the snack capital of the world. It <laughs> is. That whole town is recession-proof. <laughs> it is. It really is. Actually, recession is a boon for that town, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because, I mean, when you know, money's tight, people eat and to, to kind of cope. And right. That town does really well, and it smells really good every time you go there. <laughs> minus, minus the Spring Grove paper mill. That does that. That does. Oh matter. yeah, that paper mill is awful. I know exactly is. what you're talking about. Oh, it is. So, so I married a Hofacker. That's a, that's my married last name. <laughs> a what? Hofacker. That's my husband's last name. So, uh, a Hofacker Christmas is a very special smell. It's even worse than Spring Grove's paper mill. What with the sauerkraut? <laughs> I don't know. My mother-in-law, God bless her, she makes this crab soup that is just horrible, but everybody has to eat it. <laughs> and every single one of those kids are lactose intolerant, and it's a cream-based soup. So you, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, How did we get here? Oh, oh, sorry. Wes Johnson. <laughs> Wes Johnson, he um, is a voice actor, but also on-camera actor. And we're we're very close friends, and he called me 
before my audition for Bethesda, I either got the audition because of him or I, I got it through a casting agency and he was coaching me through it. I can't remember. It might be a little bit of both. Um, and he said, you know, before we go in tomorrow, I want you to know that this is very serious. This is acting. This isn't a game. This isn't a game. This is, you are living, you're breathing these characters. I mean, really, he set me up for success for, for as little as I knew at that point from that world. So really, it's, it's Wes Johnson. Wow, that's really that's, interesting. That's awesome. He's a, very, he's a good guy. You guys, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, you would enjoy him. He's a wonderful human being. We'll definitely well, have to invite him on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what was the? Do you remember what you auditioned? Like, did they have a character that you ended up voicing for your audition, or was it something completely arbitrary to the game? I have a feeling. I, I think at that point, I thought it was something arbitrary. But see, the, what I recall is we went into the Bethesda offices to audition, and there's a guy there named Matt at uh, Mark Lampert. Sorry, not mm-hmm. Lampert. Yep. Um, do you know him? No, but I do know he's the head of the audio department. I'm a, I'm in school for audio engineering, so I've been researching a lot of audio stuff. So, uh, I I know who he is in theory. <laughs> well, Mark is awesome, and he's such a great guy, and just like the warmest person you would ever meet, and really knows his stuff, and, and a lot of fun too. So I went in there, and I was super nervous, and I auditioned for like young female characters at the time, <laughs> um, and. I think I scared them a little, which is good, right? Because at least they remember somehow, right? right yeah. <laughs> Memorable. So, um, and I don't even know how I got it, other than the fact that I think they just need some younger female voices. Because mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of amazing, there's so much talent in the D.C. area. It, it definitely doesn't get enough credit. And there's a lot of great actors. Um but there's a lot of mature voices, I think, people that are more developed in the voiceover world in D.C. to choose from. The younger voices, I think, at the time weren't necessarily um, showing up. They were there, but people didn't know where they were, I think. Mm. Um, anyway, so when I finally did go in to record, it was just stacks of paper. Wow. <laughs> and they were like, here, read this chick, read this chick, read this chick. And I think, I think what they were doing with all the characters at that point was just having us all read everything according to our gender and around our age type, you know? And then they just went through later and sifted through the takes to see what worked and what didn't, you know? Gotcha. um, I don't know if that makes sense. And I I don't know if that's necessarily the case. That's what I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was a good bit to go. But I I still think it's funny when they, they, they may have said, like, for young female characters rather than they should have probably said all of the young characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Shalene, I know you have a few questions, so why don't you, uh, why don't you spit out a few? Sure. Um, so there were a lot of years between Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. What was it like reprising Sierra after all that time? It was the day of days. I have to tell you. <laughs> I, honestly, that day for me so far was kind of one of the best days I've had ever. I even wrote Mark an email afterwards saying my soul is singing. That was in either in the email or the subject line. I can't remember because, um, I just, I just thought, Oh, I'm doing some more stuff for, for 
Fallout 4, which in itself is a miracle. I'm so grateful. Any day I'm in the booth. Any day. Uh, so I show up, and there's this voice director named Wes Gleason who is wonderful. He's so great. He's so clear in his direction, a lot of fun. I mean, really, all the voice directors, there's Kal-El, um, there's Chris Viella, um, there's this guy Phil. I mean, all the guys that I've had a chance to work with so far um, are just wonderful voice directors. And the first thing Wes said to me is like, oh, yeah, so what are you doing today? Okay. Oh, he doesn't sound like this, by the way. He sounds a lot more intelligent. But he's like, oh, you're doing uh, this chick, this chick. Uh, well, I guess we can start with Sierra. And I go, Sierra? Well, you've heard of her? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I don't want to get excited. But is this Sierra from Fallout 3? Because I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Matt, is this... <laughs> Fallout 3. <laughs> yes, it is. She's coming back. And I'm like, oh my God. It's so crazy. Because out of all the stacks of paper that I got, that I had back in 2008 or whenever we did it, 1876, I don't remember the year, but that character I totally bonded with because I think she's the closest to me because I'm definitely naive and crazy. <laughs> And borderline annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I wish we had a little bit more time to go back because I hadn't really spent that much time with her. You know, it, it had been a while. But um, it was kind of putting on, like, you know, your favorite jeans. You're just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. I totally can't tell I ate pizza when I put these on. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it was great real, real quick since you mentioned directing um somebody in the chat room was curious how do they like how does a how does a voice actor director work in the, in that sort of environment everyone's a little different um the way sometimes they'll give you a lead-in so, like, meaning they'll um, lead in the line before you. So they'll go, you know, um, wow, Jan, you just made me a really sweet plate of eggs. I'm like, yeah, I made you those plate of eggs. That came from my heart. You know what I mean? So at least you know what this is coming from. Or sometimes they'll be like, all right, you just got wounded. Your leg is falling off and you're crying for your best friend. Go. You know, so it's... <laughs> So sometimes they'll set the scene. Sometimes they'll partner with you in the scene. Um, and sometimes they just have you go rapid fire and then they'll stop you when you suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. Um, I've got a question from Vendertron in the chat room. He says he wants to do some voices for some Fallout mod NPCs. And do you have any advice for him? Um... In terms of submitting or practicing? Um, I think just in terms of, of acting, doing the voice acting. Oh, oh, okay. Um, do, do you guys know who Dee Bradley Baker is? Sounds familiar, but no. You have heard him everywhere. He's Klaus the Fish on um, oh. American Dad or Family American Dad. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, also, he's every creature voice. Like, one day, I would love to be a fraction of him. <laughs> just, 
a very small percentage, and he's a very humble guy. That's how um, I feel about Billy West. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Billy West, he's awesome. I've, I've only seen him in at the at the Hollywood Improv. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's because um, you, do you know you know Rob Paulson? I I am a big fan of of most of those guys. Yeah, Rob Paulson's amazing. Maurice Lamarche um, and people I'm forgetting. I can't remember Billy West's partner in crime. Actually, now that I think about it, Wait, John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. Oh, John DiMaggio. Hey, he's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing, and his wife is beautiful. Yeah, those those guys. I'm like, I just want to hang out with them on like a fly on the wall situation. Like just one hour, I would love to just sit there and laugh. I mean, I've got, I've been, I've been present because I've helped out with the podcast that they do at the Improv and at the the Love It. They so used to do that at the Universal Walk. Um, a couple years ago and um, basically I would just tape down wires and make sure people had drinks and hope that um, maybe I could even just listen in and learn stuff from these wonderful people you know Um, so I am not answering that guy's question though (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I derailed it (laughs) Um, back okay so D. Bradley Baker he has a website called IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com Read that 10 times, please, because I wish I had 10 years ago, because <laughs> it would save me so much time. It is the most generous real-world viewpoint of voice acting, at least for me, um, to me. It, it, other people might debate it, but um, it's all about acting. It's all about listening. Um, it's all about knowing the who, what, when, where, and why, that whole deal. But he also gives real-world stuff, like don't go to LA unless you're ready to go to LA. Um, it, cause you guys, it is so hard. Yeah. It is hard. I am, I am lucky to even have to have anything. <laughs> um, and it is constant. Like I audition today. I had four auditions yesterday. I had six. Some days I'll have 20, 27. And I mean, I, I, I think I made my book one, in like a hundred or a hundred and fifty. Wow. Wow. So it's a ton of work before you even get work. Mm -hmm. And it's lonely. Like I'm in this, do you see this behind me, this booth? Mm -hmm. It's a little dark, but is Um, this, uh, the booth that you have uh, pictured on your website? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Very. Um, Yes. Yeah. I spend so much time alone. You guys. Gray egg, gray egg cart. And it's no reverb at all. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, so it, and and that's and that's fine. I mean, look, I'm not complaining. I'm not digging ditches or anything. I'm just saying that, um, you know, everyone, people, not everyone. Some people will ask me, "Oh, how do I do this?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out." <laughs> it is it is hard. It is hard. But um, if you love it, there's nothing else. You know. That's no. Really yeah. Cool. I I am. I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> I totally do. Um, we have another uh, question from the chat uh, from Chicky Fisher, who says she actually met you in Wesset Magfest, okay. and um, yeah, and she's wondering if you're going to go back to Mag Magfest and if you would be her new BFF, but probably more importantly, so if you were actually going to go back to Magfest. Well, yes, I will totally be your BFF for sure, <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, yes, I am going to be at Magfest again in January, so I was invited, and I just want to make sure I have something useful to say when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I was re- I was invited. I thought the first time they were like, whoa, 
never again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to double back real quick to just for my own curiosity. The podcast you said you were helping out on, was that Rob Paulson's podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Talking. I love that podcast. Oh, you do? Oh, man. Uh, I don't think he does it anymore. Um, He's taking a break for a little bit because I think they're getting ready to tour with the Animaniacs. <sighs> like music. Which, That's, wow. Yeah. Let's yeah. check that out. That would be a ton My of favorite fun. segments were when him and Maurice LaMarche would like curse at each other as Pinky and as the brain. Um, just, just hearing them <laughs> is just... Uh, <laughs> It was amazing. I, I was there. I was there for that one for sure. Uh, there's a couple <sighs> that I missed, but I, I definitely was there for that one. But I will tell you, I borderline peed myself when he interviewed John DiMaggio. Like that was crazy. He's. I've got. He's crazy. <laughs> I've got to listen to that one because um, they are. Uh... With him and Kevin Michael Richardson, because he, Kevin Michael Richardson is my crush. <laughs> <laughs> He is so funny and so sweet. I mean, he's like this gigantic teddy bear. He's a sweet, sweet guy. And his wife is very sweet and very beautiful. Um, so um, I, I'm definitely not competition for sure because she's amazing. <laughs> but I will say that he is a crush. I, I, I admire him from afar, for sure. <laughs> um, he's, and then together, him and John DiMaggio together are nuts. Oh. Like, you should listen to that one. I will. Have, have you listened to that one? I don't believe I have. Oh my gosh, you'll lose your mind. I, I I have too many podcasts to get through, so mm-hmm. I will get to that one though. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I will. So, yeah. how did you guys do this podcast together? So you're on separate ends of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually um, flipping the interview. I like how you're doing this. Uh, yeah. It was actually uh, our parent, I guess you could say, parent network, Quest Gaming Network, put out the call for a Fallout podcast when Fallout Four was announced. So I decided to audition since I had been podcasting already, but completely different genre of podcast, I guess you could say. And Shalene was the only other um, applicant that we had felt was right. Because we were trying to make it three people, but then it was the two of us, and it just kind of clicked. And uh, yeah, Shalene's kind of like the scribe, and I'm kind of like the knight. At least that's the reputation I've garnered for myself (laughs) of being a lunkhead. Um, and Shalene just kind of keeping me from killing myself is essentially the, the yeah, I, reputation. You know, point and shoot, but I do the pointing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Rick, go, go in that direction and kill things is kind of like the, the, the joke, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's pretty much how it started. And um, that night, I think we announced it, was the night of E3, right after E3, and they had announced... Yeah. Uh, Fallout 4, and Bethesda retweeted retweeted us, and our show kind of blew up before we even started. Right. That's awesome. It was cool. Yeah, it was so that's, very that's neat pretty much... Bethesda to give us that support. Yeah. They're, they're really good people over there. I'll say that I'm, I've been there once for lunch <laughs> in their cafeteria, and it's just such a cool group of very laid-back, talented, fun, kind people. It's it's a good crew. I, I've been very tempted to fake a janitor, and because I'm only like an hour or two away from there. Yeah. And I've I've wanted to like fake a janitor, just kind of like <laughs> just just sweep through the cafeteria, just unnoticed, but still being in that in that building. Um, 
Who are you? Like, ah, I've been here. You would have to wear a fake mustache. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but now my cover's blown, so we just blew my cover. We'll have to fix something else out. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure something out. Maybe I'll just dress up as a fly and literally be a fly on the wall. Um, you shouldn't notice that. <laughs> I did some research in the limited time I had getting ready for this show. I've been super busy. And on your website, it says you were a puppeteer. Yes. And I'm really curious. Are you creepy? You creeped out? Like, it's creepy? No. No, it's just not something you normally see every day? Because one, one of my agents in L.A., like, she, um, at the when I interviewed with them, I told her I'm a puppeteer. And, you know, they, they thought, oh, that's cool. But at the same time, for her, puppets creep her out. So I promised her I would never bring up puppets unless I had to. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm a puppeteer. I, I uh, grew up in Maryland and um, really close to where Jim Henson grew up. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of puppeteers in Maryland. Um, it's, it's amazing. And there's a family, uh, the Cotter family, that's kind of like a second family to me. And Michael Cotter, the dad, he has a puppet company. He's had it for like 25 years. And I was friends with his daughter. We did the music man together a million years ago. And she had introduced me to him and they were doing some sort of shoot like on camera children's show that they were filming up in Baltimore. And he says, Hey Jen, you do voices. Uh, why don't you uh, audition for this voice? So I auditioned for the voice and I booked it. And then he's like, Oh shit. Excuse me. Shoot. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, okay. If our guests do it. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm going to have to teach you how to puppet. So it was like a two week intensive. And then I, I pop, I did that puppet, um, for like seven, eight years for that particular thing. And then I did some puppets for discovery channel. And oh, I wow. recently did some puppets for, um, uh, well, did the hands of a puppet, but the <laughs> voice of a puppet. See all summer I was working on, Actually, I don't even know if I can talk about it. <laughs> I don't think I can talk about it. Um, okay, that's fine. It's a pilot. I don't think it'll ever air, but it was brilliant in nature, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's hope it does air so we can see that. Or if it doesn't, then maybe you can, like... L let's hope it does air, because I'll tell you, the person behind it, the guy behind it, is um, such a wonderful guy, and he's been wanting to do this for a very, very long time, and mm -hmm. he, he put a lot of his resources and heart into it so for him yes definitely i guess too it's about time for puppets to kind of come back around i mean animation made its huge comeback and sure. um maybe puppeteering's next or stop animation i mean i remember like that weird goofy program like davy and goliath oh, like yeah. claymation i don't know if you remember that or not but yeah. uh so i'm kind of waiting for that stuff to kind of come back around i guess robot chicken kind of takes care of that a little bit but that's true um <laughs> But yeah, so maybe it's time for puppets to make a comeback. Um, that'd be pretty interesting. That's <laughs> right. Puppets always, if you're on a puppet shoot, they always end up dirty. Like somehow <laughs> puppets end up like slipping under the table, <laughs> serving the other puppet somehow and taking turns and making out. <laughs> I could only imagine what happens on set at a puppet shoot. <laughs> yeah. Wholly unsurprised. 
And you oh, always put deodorant to those shoots, by the way. Ugh, because like it, you feel bad if you don't. Like you know, <laughs> I wear, like you know the natural deodorant. Like I'll tell people, oh, I'm Tom in it today. You know. Uh, <laughs> I guess because your hands are always up. Well, yeah, and, and typically with with the puppets I'm used to, they're hand and glove puppets. So it's like hand, mouth left hand right hand mouth left hand left hand and then somebody's doing the right hand of the puppet mm. so you both together with your arms up in the air and <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah the the toms of maine's not cutting the mustard no no you gotta go full out like aluminum <laughs> gin yep. you're just I like your colored point. white yeah exactly <laughs> um so, Shalene, did you have some other questions? I did. I had a few uh, questions about some of the characters that you've played. Um, what? In Fallout, um, Fallout 4, you played Ellie. Mm-hmm. I really think that Ellie's got a lot of heart. And was there anything special about your performance with her, you know? Um, two things. With her and with Colette. Um, but I was going through a very hard time. During the recordings, um, you know, my my um, my dad was missing. He went missing for um, almost two days, uh, and so that that was like um, it brought me back to like, where is he? Have you seen him? You know, that mm-hmm. whole that whole um, trauma, <laughs> I guess. And it was kind of cathartic. Um, I could easily, not easily, but um, it wasn't hard to go there, you know, because, you know, the fact that, you know, she loved Nick Valentine so much. I mean, she really did, I felt. I mean, mm-hmm. um, is that what you felt with her? Absolutely, with that you? she really did care about Nick. And the uh, it, it felt very genuine and very earnest, uh, which is something mm-hmm. that you often don't see with NPCs. I have to tell you, like I just, I'm so grateful for the characters that they they've given some, like all of us, um, because you're right. Most of the time, you know, we don't get a chance to really delve into a character, especially you're alone in a booth. You don't have the option of talking to the other actor. I mean, I wish we could. I really do, because I think for the for the gamers, I think it would even heighten our performance even more. You know, because. Mm-hmm. Really, you guys are setting the bar so, so high for us each game. You know, we want to do more and more and more, you know, and, and you guys deserve it. Um, and it's all it's up to us to try to keep up with that, I think, um, to give you more realistic, true performances. Um, yeah, I really did love Ellie. I, I, I thought I was going to do more of Ellie in Nuka World because mm-hmm. um, that's what I thought. But then I was pleasantly surprised by Sierra. Yeah, that's neat. Um, but, but I think I need to apologize because uh, I went around killing all the raiders in Nuka World and Sarah kind of got caught in the crossfire. She, su- she survived, but I felt bad because yeah. I was like, I was running around and she's on the ground kind of like bleeding out. And I'm like, oh, oh no. she's going to be on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and there she is just laying on the ground. Sorry. That girl has nine lives. I mean, how many times have people killed her in Fallout 3 and she still showed up in Nuka World? Come mm. on. <laughs> That's, That's true. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> and, 
So then you can keep going. I know you have a few. So you also did Scribe Halen, and uh, she has a much deeper role in the Brotherhood storyline than a lot of the non-companion NPCs do in their respective factions. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Scribe Halen? In in terms of like what her relationship. Yeah. With... What was it like? Uh, what What did you bring to to Scribe Halen? Uh, uh, I love her. I love them all, but I love her too. Um, it's because uh, um, I got to <laughs> I got to bring all of the crap that I, I went through with my dad because um, it it was this ongoing saga. It was like three months of this um, heartbreaking thing um that still is going on but but we're no longer in crisis mode um you know where i'm begging people to care like i had to beg people to care because i was the only person that could help that was that that was willing to help him at that point um so when i was begging it's so stupid i mean to cry i was begging for um for for dance's life for paladin dance like to spare him um like I got to bring, I got to let all that out. You know, it was almost like I got to vomit in that booth, all of this crap. Um, and I, I, it was so generous of of the directors to let me go there. Um, you know, and it it really truly was. Um, I really cared about him. I really cared about him because I I I I have been in that in that situation where I had to beg. Literally, my dad's life was on the line. Yeah. Um, so that was my way of connecting with with Scribe Halen, you know, because I think she was all about justice and she wanted to do the right thing. And she hoped and pleaded that others would, too, you know, um, and respected people that that were doing the right thing, which is I think with her relationship with with Paladin Dance, like she knew he was a good guy, and it couldn't occur to her that he wouldn't be, you know. Um, so I think I got to just um, breathe that into her, if that yeah. makes sense. I, uh, I, I go ahead. Go ahead, Shling. Uh Go, go ahead. ahead. Rick. <laughs> oh, fine. I'll go. Um, I had. I remember. I did a really strict Brotherhood of Steel playthrough. And I remember getting to that point. And it was so tough to carry out Outer Maxon's orders. And I remember Halen being very convincing and like making me feel terrible. Because I had my I kinda had it like, ah, I'm just gonna go there and bang and be over with. And uh then I was just like, oh, <laughs> Here we go. Like, it was just like, I don't want to do this, but I got to stay true to role play. And uh, I remember that really sucking, and mainly because I felt very guilty because of Scribe Halen. Halen. I have a very love-hate relationship with Scribe Halen because she's <laughs> such a great character. But Paladin Dance was my romance option for Fallout 4. And every time I would be, like, trying to cozy up to Paladin Dance, he brings up Scribe Halen. <laughs> and I'm like, do we have to talk about her right now, Dance? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. You know, I remember thinking, I don't know if I verbalize it, I remember thinking, because, you know, 
when we're recording, we have to record for both scenarios, you know, mm-hmm. whether somebody decides to take them out or they decide not to, you know. Mm-hmm. So I remember making the choice of, well, if they're gonna, I'm going to make them feel really crappy about <laughs> it. <laughs> At least going to try, you know. It works. <laughs> I think my passive aggressive Midwestern roots came through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was something I was going to say. Oh, do you actually play any of these games? Are you a gamer by any chance? I, I'm, I'm not. I, I want to be. I just I haven't gotten a chance to. Um, that's actually actually something that I'm working on, um, trying to be. Uh, I feel, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Because I'm, I'm conflicted. Because on one end, I feel like if I, on one end, I want to be able to understand the different worlds and gaming and be able to connect with gamers in a better way. But on the other end, I'm coming at it from the acting side as a purist. Do I want to just connect to it as just the character and not think of it beyond the interaction, the, the pure interaction between the characters. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it does, but I really don't think I'm qualified to even give a suggestion because I've never been on your end. I think you should keep doing what you're doing, Jan, because uh, you've done a really excellent job. So. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How did this turn into you asking us for advice? <laughs> well, because I, I, I'm telling you, the only reason why us voice actors have jobs is because of the gamers, you know? And I feel like it, we need to honor that. Um, I, I personally feel that way, and I'm sure a lot of us voice actors feel that way. Um, so I want to know how to be better, do better. I want to know what people want. I want you know what I mean? I think you're doing a pretty darn good job. Well, we have a bit of advice from the chat room or the peanut gallery, as, as uh, sometimes <laughs> called. <laughs> um, Joseph recommends playing Journey because it doesn't have voice acting. You won't be analyzing anything but the experience. Oh, okay. And Pretty gonna... Tiger Lily says, keep in mind, Peter is a gamer. I'm not sure who she's talking about. Probably oh, uh... Helen and Nance, right? Peter oh, Jessup? Peter Jessup? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Lily's my girl. Okay. Good deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Peter's the gamer. Because Peter, Peter just Facebooked me once to get coffee sometimes. Hey, there you go. So we're going to do that. So, but, but, Shailene, maybe you should show up so you can romance. Sounds good. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in Pennsylvania for that. <laughs> Um, so, Shalene, do you have any more questions? We've got a question from Ben in the chat. Who okay, was wait. the most challenging character you have done and why? In, in all and everything? like voice? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, non-gaming or just... Uh... Let's just stick with Bethesda, I guess, unless he clarifies. Um, I feel like Colette was really hard for me, um, which and she, most people probably are like, who's Colette? But wasn't she in um, Diamond City? Isn't that right? She's in Diamond City. Colette, yes. Um, just because 
I want to try to, to make the, all of these characters distinctly different. And, um, you know, with realistic performances, there, as much as I hate to admit it for myself, there, there definitely is an end point, you know, <laughs> and, and I don't, and so I just want to definitely make them different. But with Colette, um, she was so deep and the fact that she was looking for her father Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, and not to keep bringing it back to that, but it just seemed to be like this through line for me throughout the entire Fallout 4 experience um, during the recording. Um, and it was a prominent event in my life. <laughs> um, but I found that she was hard for me um, in that, see, there, there, there's a point with acting where it is pure performance and then there's indulgence. So you have to be very, very careful um, because it's not for you. It's it's the character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, for me, it was very hard to keep that to keep that line clean, if that makes sense. Um, so for me, would, it was hardest one. I would imagine with Colette in that case, riding that line though made made her who she was. Absolutely. You know. True, true. I can see that. But uh, there was just, um, like, a couple times during the record, um, like, you know, when I, I can't remember. All I can remember was my hand was shaking, and I do, like, this this uh, point like I was going to sh- shoot a gun, you know, because um, I think there – isn't there a point where she threatens someone? I'm trying to she, remember. I think yes, she threatens the player threatens because the she player. thinks that we had something to do with his disappearance. And it's yeah, possible yeah. that we did, I believe. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so um, I remember that point um, just thinking, wow, like, you know, for someone to do something like that, you know, they had to be in such despair um, and in a need to um, either release this despair or have some sort of authority somehow control, you know, because um, they're just so desperate to find you know, her dad, or find out what happened. Um, so, yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, I guess it's a fine line, you know, because um, I've been I've been in a couple situations, not voice acting, but on camera um, or on stage where I've definitely crossed the line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of like, whoa, 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 Jam, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I totally I understand. understand. I can really identify though with the the how how this experience with your dad would be so overwhelming toward your performance. I uh, I care for my grandmother who has dementia, and uh, before he passed, my grandfather who had Alzheimer's, and uh, we lost my grandpa a couple of times, and it's just overrides everything it overrides yeah. everything my races where could they be what has happened mm-hmm. and oh gosh i'm so sorry you know what that yeah. feels like there's yeah. there's nothing else in your mind until until they're home Fine. safe so I, I understand how this could be just something that's not something you can can stop thinking about so you should get behind behind the mic. You got some stuff to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just I just wanted to let you know, like I I, I get it. Um, but we did have another listener question from Jordan on our Facebook page. 
He said, I was wondering if Miss Johns has noticed any similarity in game characters she portrays and herself. Also, does she prefer voice acting to other forms of acting? Um, definitely similarities, for sure. I mean, it, like I said at the top, like Sierra and I are <laughs> similar because I was obsessed with Disney as a child I mean, and as, a, as an adult. I'm, I mean, I, I watch documentaries about Disney, the old specials from the 70s through the, the 90s that they used to do. Um Everything. I mean, everything was Disney to me. Um, so Mr. Brad Burton to me, and of course, everyone else figures too, is Disney, you know, yeah. um, just like Disney on crack. But um, so I definitely, there's a nugget of myself, I think, in every work that I do. And I think if you ask any actor, I think that's probably what they'd say, because there's no way to fully, I think, put yourself into a scene unless you can somehow shape your mind around it um, somehow, even if it's just a little kernel of something from your life, you know, from who you are. Um, and I love voice acting. I, I mean, I've done, I mean, nothing huge, you guys, <laughs> you know, I've done on camera, I've done stage, I've done musicals. Um, I've done porn. No, I'm kidding. I haven't done porn. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. no, no one could pay me to, to do porn unless I wore, like, a full, like, mascot outfit, like, mascot porn. What furry, right? <laughs> I am a furry. Do, do, we we <laughs> totally live up to the off-the-record part right now. Wow. <laughs> Furries but, off the record. We just got a whole new subset of audience. <laughs> totally. <laughs> They're going to be certainly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> For once, it wasn't us that took us off the rails, Shaleen. I feel it's weird when we don't do it. I don't, I don't know. Uh... I wonder if we can, like, make a fallout jumpsuit with a split crotch or, like, a trap door or something. <laughs> oh, good lord. Somebody's <laughs> done roll, it. Somebody's done it. Roll 34. <laughs> I can think it, it probably exists. You can yeah. still title it Brotherhood of Steel. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Being out fun. Sorry. (laughs) Jeez. So, pretty evident you've worked for Disney. (laughs) Uh, No. Um, I would like to, so let's just arrange that. Yeah. Oh, but voice acting is truly my love. I mean, I I will do anything that is legal and won't hurt anybody if i if i can make a paycheck i'll do it <laughs> but uh, when it comes to voice acting i feel like it's the purest form of acting because you have nothing else you don't have um you know a lot of actors will refer to like a bag of tricks you know when i was in acting school the teacher would always say it was like one of them in particular would say jan get rid of your bag of tricks it's not gonna fly here you can't just do like a funny face or like a cute little, you know, you gotta, you gotta really have an intention and action and, and go for it, you know? Um, so it, there's nothing, there's no crutch. Either you are or you aren't. And it's apparent right away, <laughs> I think, um, if somebody is connected or not, you know, so, and so it's challenging and at the same time, terrifying <laughs> and wonderful. 
<laughs> all at the same time. No, I I totally get you. I had to uh, I had to present a song today in front of a class of people I didn't know, in front of a Berkeley composition grad, and that was our teacher. And it was like I had two days to record and mix this, so it was just like. Yeah, I totally get either you have it or you don't, and uh, yeah, I get it. It's not easy. I, I almost went to Berkeley because I was going to do jazz vocal performance. And oh, then, really? Yeah, I went there to visit with my dad, and all these guys are playing guitar outside, and I said, Dad, I'm going to get knocked up here. So we went across the street <laughs> to the conservatory. <laughs> uh, they're probably too focused on trying to pass to think about <laughs> anything else other than playing guitar. Because um, Berkeley is a tough, tough, tough school. It's a tough school. It is. It is. And um, Boston Conservatory was. Have you been there? N no, I haven't. No. It's like um, can't remember if it's it's Boylston and Mass Ave or Mass Ave and Boylston. I can't remember, but it's right at that intersection. And so Berkeley's here, and Boston Conservatory is here. That makes sense. We shared the same cafeteria, which we called the CAF. Um, off the record, I found a full toenail in my apple, apple cobbler once Ooh, there. Nice, nice, uh, nice. Um, but all the conservatory kids and all the Berkeley kids kind of hung out together in the cafeteria. Um, but yeah, it's a very challenging program. And so that's that's pretty cool. You're getting to work with some of those guys. It's very cool. Well, it was just a, it was just a workshop, so I won't get to to see him um, as a teacher. So, uh, but I do get to work with some really amazing engineers and, and stuff like that. So. But, but besides the point, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was daunting. So, you know, coming from a music background and stuff, yeah, it's people can pick up really quick if you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. Especially in, in the industry, if you, there are fifty people behind you in line waiting to take your job, so yeah. it's <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. If you don't got it, then see it next. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get it. And now it's it's a global thing. I mean, you know, I'm, that's why anytime, that's, like I said, anytime I'm in the booth, I'm a very, very lucky person, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could imagine. And that's amazing that you get the opportunity to do that, and you keep getting opportunities to do that. So that's very, it's very good. Um, that's, that's amazing. And you're doing great work, too. Thanks. You're very kind. I appreciate it. So I think that's all the questions that we had, and we're, uh, I think that's it. That's everything. Do you have anything else? Yeah, just uh, just to let you know, we love um, the characters that you voiced, and thank you for uh, for everything you've brought to Fallout for us. And thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm I'm grateful, and you're pretty cool. Show up. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, if you're ever in LA or if you ever want to meet up, let me know. Like I'll totally hang out and um, take you out. Oh, because in LA everything's vegan, so we'll definitely eat. We'll eat air. Is what we'll do. <laughs> that does bad. not go well with my diet. <laughs> not at all <laughs> well i but, appreciate yeah. you guys and i appreciate all the people that that love these characters and and that care and that know what these what anything i'm just grateful i'm just grateful <laughs> yeah and um one last one last thing before we go um where can people find you and find out what you're doing and keep up to date and that sort of thing um well, okay, so I just started doing Twitter this spring, like really trying, and, and Lily Roberts has been helping me quite a bit, um, so I'm grateful for that, and Facebook, and I have my website, but um, 
I guess I'll try, I'll try better at letting people know what I'm up to. See, the thing is, okay, here's the deal. So you can't really say what you're up to right. in general mm-hmm. until something's da- it, for sure in the can. Um, like, for instance, this is definitely not video games, but I was the voice of a, a blender for Fisher Price. So, um, <laughs> but I recorded it. Um, it's called the Mix and Learn Blender. Um, so I have it downstairs. I should get it for you guys. Um, that's amazing. But um, do you want to see it? You want me to get it real quick? Sure. Why yeah. not? Okay. <laughs> this is fantastic. Only on Fallout, off the record. Do you get Fisher Price blenders? Yes, I love it. This is the best. Which, in an odd way, you can kind of equate to like some of the stuff in the game, like Muggsy is yeah. kind of like Fisher Pricey, or the murderous toaster. <laughs> the murderous toaster. I love the murderous toaster. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. Okay. So, so I recorded this back in 2014. <laughs> I couldn't tell anybody about it, not because of an NDA, but because they can replace you so quick, you guys. So I, it wasn't until I had it in my hand that I was like, that's my voice. I'm my daughter may be almost four, but I'm gonna have to get that for her. <laughs> it's on Amazon. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so like stuff like that will happen where even though you've done it, you've gotten paid, but until you hear it, you don't know. You don't know. I mean they they could have run into something contractually or they heard your voice next to the other person, like, wow, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, so, you know, that's why I've just learned not just to be mindful of the NDAs, of course, sure. but also for my own pride. <laughs> gotcha. There's been times when I've like I've been in something and I made the mistake of telling family and then they're like, you said you're going to be on that show. And uh, I didn't see you on the show because <laughs> so, my part was cut. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, okay. Then we can. Uh, then uh, people can find you on Twitter and Facebook and just check you out for a good time, I guess. Uh, and then when you can, let us know about stuff. You, I'm sure you will. Totally, totally. totally. And if awesome. you guys ever need anything, let me know. I'm here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thank. Well, thank you so so much for being a part of this. This is definitely an interview to remember. That's for sure. And everyone in the chat room loved it. Uh, so yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to close out the show now. We won't keep you any longer. So thank you so much. All right. Fist bump. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you, guys. See you. Bye. <laughs> well, that concludes our interview with Jan Johns of Bethesda Games and many other things. Uh, that was a really great interview. That was amazing. Yeah, it was. What a cool lady. That was really neat. Uh, um, do you have any uh, closing remarks? Um, let's see. I just wanted to let everybody know that we are uh, planning to do Companion Month again this October. Now that all of the companions are out, we can uh, we can do that again, and we will be going through the unusual suspects of Fallout 4. And also, uh, this episode will be late, the audio, because uh, I won't have time to upload the files for Rick, because I'm going on a little trip. 
Yep, and my board is still in the shop, unfortunately. But yes, uh, all the companion episodes will actually take up every single episode of October. So it works out quite perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be very, very much fun. We're probably going to do Let's Plays with those. Yeah, we, did, we did Let's last Plays time. last year. I think it worked well. It's a lot of reading to, to not to just be looking at us reading things. you know. And I won't kill them. And I won't kill them. Um, so I know we're all on a high from this past uh, interview here, but I do have some bad news. And this is the sucky part. Um, KD Radio is going on hiatus until otherwise specified. Uh, the reason is because I am super, super, super busy and I have a ton of audio stuff to do and it's been really nuts. And I just, I don't, it's, I made the decision because I don't have the time to make the show what I wanted it to be because it required me writing a lot of the shows and I just don't have the time to do it, to make it what I want. And it started turning into this top five news cobbled together thing. I mean, thank you so much to, uh, I believe it was Joseph Toe, right? Tao. Tao, Joseph Tao, getting news for us. And it just was like, you know, Friday we would do it. We would be like, well, what special thing do you want to talk about? And we'd have to pick something out of a hat. And it was, I really wanted it to be like a uh, homage to like games that we didn't really remember or like DOS stuff. And, and it just didn't, I didn't have enough time to do research. So it's really my fault. Um, And I know we did push for it a lot. When we came up with KD Radio as a brainchild uh, to the show like it was like a long time ago it was before i started school it was you know it was just it got too late um uh it got too late you know i was already starting school and into that full swing and then you know the network kind of gave the green light sorry guys uh to kind of gave the green light to do katie radio so it you know there's a lot of back and forth and and stuff with that too so it just was really kind of bad timing, uh, really. And we'll probably bring it, bring it back. And another reason is, too... Welcome to so Nuka World! America's favorite vacation destination! Out, you know, the effort that I was putting into it, I couldn't put into Fallout. So it was decided to cut KD and focused all of that energy into making Fallout what we did before Fallout 4 came out, which was like Let's Plays and you know, quest run-throughs and stuff. Because I think we only ever did the Dark Heart of Black Hall, and it was so fun. And we did Riley's Rangers, but the video never made it. So um, all this is is just trying to make Fallout off the record better and what we wanted to do, you know, um, more Let's Plays and stuff like that. I'm sorry to So I was going to say, Ben uh, Yanok made us really cool backgrounds, and he made us a really awesome KD one. And it sucks that all this timing situation happened i think it's up now right yeah i love it this so was, much i just wanted to I show know. everybody um he put in a lot of time in making this for us and it was absolutely absolutely amazing um this background so i'm so sorry we won't be able to use it in an official capacity uh but just to make fallout better um we we had to put the show uh in the closet for now uh, so yeah. Are you guys still hearing Bottle and Cappy? What happened? I accidentally somehow played Bottle and Cappy. Really? Yeah. Uh. Is it still playing, I guess? Okay, I'm confused. Okay, let me go find <laughs> it and, uh. 
Oh, there it is. <laughs> Welcome to Nuka. So I, I do feel terrible uh, to Ben. Um, I know you say you just want to help out. Uh, it, it means much more to me than, than maybe that. I, I it uh, yeah, it sucks to, to put it on uh, hiatus. But anyway, so pretty much that. That's pretty much the bad news. But anyway, that's all I got to say. Anything else, Shelley? Mm, no, no, I don't have anything okay. else. Okay. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, Rick. Sorry. Apparently, nobody really heard it anyway <laughs> because of so Colin Kaepernick. Um, oh, what a disaster! But um, <laughs> but we love you, Rick, and uh, and you know we understand. We get yeah. it. So so um, anyway, let's move on from that because you have places to go, and I want to make sure that you have an amazing weekend at your. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but having an amazing weekend. And uh, anyway, so you can tweet at the show at Fallout OTR. You can tweet at me. At Rick McVick, and you can tweet at Shalene at Shalene L, and you can tweet at our amazing voice actress guest, guest Jan Johns, on Twitter at Jan Johns VO Actor on Twitter. You can check out our page on Facebook at Fallout, jeez, uh, Facebook.com slash Fallout OTR, and also our group, jeez, uh, what the heck, Facebook.com slash group slash Fallout OTR. You can email us at FalloutOTR gmail.com. You can like this video and subscribe to your YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Network. Sign up for alerts and be alerted when we go live. You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and leave us a five-star review if you would like. We read and give shout-outs to the text reviews. And we have two this week, Atticus Flinched and Chuck in the, cat. Chuck in the Chat. And before so you, you finish, uh, I just wanted to shout-out these three KD Radio reviewers that won't get shouted out on KD Radio. Please do. Um... Kid Tick from the UK, TDWP Lookalike, and Sherry H. Thank you guys so much for your support of Katie Radio. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, and uh, also you can, we record live on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard on YouTube.com slash Network slash live. And please check out the other great QGN shows streaming live on YouTube, such as Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age Off the Record, and QGD&D, and Dancing with Daggers, but that is not recording tonight. Usually it records Fridays at 10.30 slash 11 o'clock, somewhere around there. Thank you so much for listening, and Shalene, what is the last word? Twice the calories, twice the caffeine, and twice the taste.